Hey guys, today we're going to be learning how to speak churchanese. This way, you could go to any church in your local community and fit in just fine by speaking exactly the way they do. This is the Bible After Hours. Guys, are you, are you still listening? Can you hear me? This is America's underground church. Up above, the church in America, the evangelicals, have taught us that we can only speak a certain way. We can only talk a certain way. This is the underground church, and I am the foul-mouthed preacher. Vulgar originally just meant to speak the language of the common people. That's what Jesus did. That's what the prophets did. That's what St. Paul did. But here in America, the evangelicals have outlawed that. In the underground church, we speak just that way. We speak the language of the people. This means that I must warn you, if you do have children listening or if you're sensitive to certain kinds of language, you might want to tune out now. We're going to get into it. Why well, I fucking hate the church and church people. Guys, I, I'm not trying to be blasphemous. I'm not trying to be contradictory. I'm not trying to be mean or foul-spirited. But God, this shit is just tiring. Hello, brother. How are you doing today? No, fuck off. That's how I'm doing today. Talk to me like I'm a fucking human. God, I can't stand it. And you know what? With all that language and I love you, brother, they turn right around and talk shit about you behind your back. That is evangelical church in America at its finest. Jesus would not stand for it. I will not stand for it. And I hope, listeners, you will not stand for it for this shit. It's not okay. When Jesus saw what people were doing, trying to turn the church into a marketplace and make a profit out of it, well, at that time it was the tabernacle. It wasn't a church, and it was Jews, not Christians. He took the time to bread together a whip, chase people out, flip tables over, freaked out. Now, that is not Jesus' main characteristic by any means. He is mostly love and all of that. But he also came and he said, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword to split father from son. Jesus' primary thing is truth. With that is love. With that is compassion. With that is peace and freedom. But we cannot reach it without truth. And when we have these people going around preaching this religiosity, preaching this legalism, saying that only this way of doing things is right, only speaking this way is okay. The church has been muzzled. I have been muzzled. At my church, I was helping in several different ministries, but I wrote a blog once saying that the church doesn't speak enough about sex, which it fucking doesn't. They were so offended that I even mentioned sex. I was kicked out of all ministries. I was kicked out of everything. I haven't been allowed to speak since. It has been years. That is America's church. That's it. That's what it's about. It's about kicking people out. They want to bitch about cancel culture, but they fucking started it. Have you ever felt silenced? Have you ever been to a church and felt like you did not belong there? That it wasn't okay for you to be who you are, whether that is someone who loves people of the same sex, whether that is someone who maybe is a little foul-mouthed, whether it's someone who just has a dark sense of humor, whether you feel like you just have a past that no one could understand. 
you feel like the church just isn't a place for you. It's chased off so many. It has a repellent to so much more. It repels people because of its churchanese. It repels people because of its legalism. It repels people because of its hate. It repels people because of all kinds of things. It, it's begging for money. There's so many things in the evangelical church of America that repels people in it. Fucking should. Guys, it's not okay. And Jesus was never okay with it. I, I, I pray, I challenge you, read through the book of Mark. There wasn't a single time that the religious leaders would speak up in these ways of, you need to be religious, you need to do things this way, you can't look like that, you can't talk like that, that Jesus didn't flip out. He, he cussed people out. He called the Pharisees brood of vipers. We're going to talk about that in the next episode, but that is him cussing at them. It wasn't okay. Did you know the only time Jesus spoke about hell was to the religious leaders and to the rich and powerful? When Jesus spoke to sinners, he spoke with compassion and love. That's what the underground church is about. For those of you who don't have a home, for those of you who don't have a place they feel comfortable, this church is for you. For those of you who are religious and high-minded and look down on other people, fuck off. We don't want you. Christ would cuss at you and tell you to leave, and that is exactly what we are doing. Leave. You are not the church, and until you change your heart, you can't be. For those of you who are actually seeking after Christ and still have this religiosity mind, think of the time that the rich man went to Jesus and said, what do I have to do to be saved? I did all the right things. I checked all the boxes. I learned church and ease. Jesus looked at that man and said, okay, all you got to do, you're doing great so far. All you got to do is sell everything you own, give it all to the poor, and follow me. I challenge you the same thing. It is okay to have money. It is okay to have grown up religious, to speak church and ease. All of that's fine. As long as you're willing to give absolutely all of it up, everything, every dime, every sense of pride, every power you ever thought you had, give it all up. If you can do that and follow Christ, you are more than welcome here. If you can't, again, I would reiterate, please fuck off. <sighs> You know what the church is supposed to be? It is supposed to be a place of love and acceptance. The church is the place where the people who have no home have a home. The church is back after Christ. These people who followed him felt like they didn't belong in the big synagogues, the temples, any of that. So they started meeting in homes. And they would just sing, sing songs of joy and praise. And they would sit around and read the Bible and preach to one another. There wasn't one guy in charge of the group. I don't know where that shit comes from, but it's not the Bible. Yeah, there were people who went around and spoke and preached in a synagogue. There were people who went around and gave big, grand sermons. It didn't happen once a Sunday. That wasn't what the church was. The church met every day, and they just spoke, and they lived life together. And every now and then, when someone felt, so when someone felt especially led, then someone would give that sermon. But until then, they just did church. It wasn't this super organized, holier-than-thou kind of shit we see today. It's never what it was meant to be. And I'm not downing organized religion. There are many religions that have you know, deacons and bishops and a whole structure to it, and all of it is centered around Christ, right? There are places where you go in, and the way you enter the sanctuary 
the way you bow your head, the way you take communion, all of it is centered around Christ and it's meant to honor him. And there are places where you can do all of that. And the pastor might go to a bar afterwards and just hang out with people. There are places like that where the preacher isn't afraid to cuss around his friends. There are places like that that exist that don't also associate itself with this culture of fear. And yeah, that's what the evangelical church really is. It has demeaned itself to a just a people that thrive on fear and use the name Jesus as an excuse so that they don't have to feel guilty for the shit they do. Your shit is still shitty. Sorry. The church is supposed to be the family and a home to the homeless. It's supposed to be where those who don't belong, belong. It's where you should feel the most comfortable just being yourself. It is the one place that's supposed to have the least judgment. The church should win freedom from sin and legalism. That's where you could do it. Go to church to find the freedom from sin and legalism. Not to find yourself constrained to the law. Not to find yourself constantly be reminded of how guilty you are for your sin. But to find freedom from it. The church is supposed to be a place that offers life rather than preaching death and hate. It's supposed to be a place that gives you a life with purpose. It's supposed to be a place where you feel comfortable. But that is not the evangelical church in America. That is not most churches in America today. There are some. There are some great churches. I have found my way back to a church that is actually high liturgical. I went from a low liturgical church that was very legalistic to a high liturgical church where I have a lot of freedom to go out after church across the street to the brewery and grab myself a stout because I like dark beers, sit around, and I might say a few choice words in a public area. The pastor might be there, and I won't be condemned. As the Bible says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom he set us free. Christ did not do what he did. He did not make the ultimate sacrifice so that you can be afraid that maybe this sin was the one that sends me to hell. Maybe I've done too much to be saved. He didn't die and rise again so you could go to church and have your little checkbox handed to you of, okay, make sure I don't lie this week. Let's make sure I, I cross my T's, dot my I's, and I shouldn't say that gays are okay. You know what? Fuck off. That's not what it's about. It's about freedom. Sin holds you back just as much as legalism. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Christ died so we can go out, have a party lifestyle, offend everyone, and just be shitty people. That's not what it's about either. When you're stuck in sin, um, let's take drunkenness, for example, and you can't live without the bottle, that's not free. If you can't go the next hour without having to stop for a cigarette, that's not free. If you can't look at a woman without wanting to cheat on your wife, that's not free. But there's a flip side. If you feel like you look at a woman and you're going to live with guilt the next week until you go say your confessions, or you tell your pastor and a bunch of guys berate you over it in your small men's group, that's also not free. If you feel like you can't have a beer regardless of how much you want it, if you feel like you can't drink in public and associate 
with the world around you. That's not free. If you feel like you can't have a cigar, that's still not free. There are two ends. Christ didn't die so you could choose one of those two ends. Christ died so that you could be free from the law, as Paul writes so many times. And he also died so that you can be free from sin, as Paul writes so many times. Sometimes you just need to fucking read the Bible. I don't know what these pastors are doing today, but it's certainly not that. And yeah, I'm a little heated. Yeah, I'm a little angry. I think we should be. I think Paul was a little angry. I think Jesus was a little angry in his time. God, you read, read Isaiah. God was pissed. I think there's a right to be mad sometimes. This is one of those times when you look at the church in America. But the way you battle it is the same way Jesus did, right? Cuss out the religious leaders. Tell them about hell. And then when you see those who feel like they don't have a place to belong, when you see those in the LGBT community who feel like they've just been hated on their whole lives, offer them love. When you see people who, even if they have nice extravagant homes, still don't ever feel like they're home, offer them a home. This is what the church really is. If you're someone who's in a position to offer the homeless a home, to offer those who don't belong a place to belong, to offer freedom from people who have never tasted of it, I beg you, please, get on your knees and ask God for opportunities. Those who seek will find. And if you're listening and you are one of those people, maybe you grew up in a church and realized you were stuck in legalism and you've never really had freedom. If you started drinking and feel like you can't go back to church because the church won't love someone who likes to have a beer once a week. If you've written that you don't think the church is doing a good job on a particular subject, or if you've said that you feel like this culture of sexual purity is toxic and that the church won't have you back because of your views. If you've never really known whether to believe in God or not, and the evangelical church has showed you that if he is real, he is an awful fucking person, first off, you're right, and second off, if any of these are you, I don't want you to share this on your social media. I know that's countercultural. That's not what you're supposed to say on a podcast. You need people to share it so people will listen. I don't give a fuck. I want you to share this with one person. Someone who will relate to you or someone who can help you. Share this podcast with someone and just talk about these things. Talk about how can you have real church and where do you see the toxicness of the evangelical movement in America? And how do we get out of it? These discussions amongst just two or three of you, that's what's going to bring freedom. That's what's going to bring the true church back. For now, the real church in America is underground. But it doesn't always have to be. That's going to be up to you. It's up to you to bring the church back to the common people. Thank you for listening.